Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. We're here. We're yeah. back. Everybody excited? Ready to talk about your weekend, Deborah Moore? Ooh, it was so great, but it was, you know. How's it your fungus? By, it's still there. How's totally. your liver? Lean into it to get him annoyed. Go ahead. Lean into it. Every little detail. Well, I, my fungus is still on my nails, almost all of them. So. Don't go negative. Ignore um, him. No. But my, my weekend was great. So what did I do? Let's see. Um, I guess you did I went nothing. To, no, I, yeah, went nothing to, memorable. I went to Venice yesterday, and I had food at this great restaurant. I had this vegan salad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was great. It That's was stir-fried like. quinoa. You know, stir-fried oh, quinoa is excellent. Have, isn't that great, Ken? There, you know, there's E. coli uh, uh, outbreak. Yeah, I know. People eating lettuce. Yeah, I know. But I'm fine, so I think I'm I'm oh, okay. No. How's your liver? My liver, uh, well, I need to get that tested in about okay. four weeks. And then I'll tell you. All right. I didn't even jump on Venice over homeless people. I was shocked. I thought that would be his first grab. But, you know, he let that one Because he slide. wasn't paying attention. Moving no, to the I vegan paying, topic. I was paying attention. I, I, there's a lettuce. Uh, there's an E. coli outbreak, which you can get from homeless people, too. Uh, you can? Sure. It's uh, uh, feces. Uh, is, I didn't uh, touch anything while I was walking. Yeah. Are you... Hugging homeless people no. or something, or shaking their hands. I know. Well, I didn't. they touch I did everything. Every every doorknob, every door handle. They table not going around touching doorknobs. Tabletops, chairs. <laughs> Come on, it's everywhere. Wow, Mr. Panicky, huh? Uh. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Can you imagine the uh, uh, the fecal matter? Is all I'm going to say. I You're think as of bad that as the uh, El Segundo Times about the next flu or virus that's coming around. Oh, you can die from all these things. Well, I mean, everywhere. you know, there's certain things that are extra deadly that you should be extra aware of. And actually, fecal contamination is one of the top uh, things. Well, you know, there's E. coli in the meat, too. It happens. Absolutely. <sighs> about this. You cook meat. You don't cook lettuce. It may still be on the meat when the handler puts it on your bun. So, you know, well, the guy I, that didn't wash his hands and he's putting together your I, burger. I see more vegetation could scrape it on your bun there for a little extra <laughs> topping. He's not touching my bun. You do it. How else do you think? Then he's going to have a problem. He's going to have a problem. You're Mr. Drive-Thru. He, he goes anywhere near my butt. Uh, wow. Uh, next hour, we're going to have a guy that used to be a spokeshole for the Recall George Gascon campaign. We talked about him on Friday, and he put out a long email trying to rebut what was mostly in a redstate.com article by a woman named Jennifer Van Lahr. And it was her investigation as to why the recall signature verification failed and failed miserably. With uh, quite a few uh, signatures rejected, over 88,000 because the person involved was not registered. I think the big question for him, and I, I read his long email, it was kind of boring. 
and and it doesn't and really we're, address. We're gonna make this simple, lot. sir. <laughs> she has a paragraph on her story where she reviewed photographs of petitions that were turned into Dean Logan's office, and observed signatures of people living in Calexico, Oakhurst, Mendocino, Madera, Berkeley, Tehachapi, Del Mar, and even Prior, Oklahoma. Now, why were those submitted to the registrar of voters? One guess I have is that they wanted a big signature count and they thought if we can get through with the sampling method, then they wouldn't see ones like this. Maybe they won't draw that's this stupid. particular petition from the pile. Well, that's, I don't that, know. That's a preposterous strategy if that was the strategy. I, I don't know. But. You either win or you lose on this. You either have the number or you don't. And if you're paying big money for uh, vetting services, then there's no excuse. They kept saying, hey, we, we've got plenty of money. It's well-financed. Well, it, it's either well-financed or it's not. Did you not have enough money? Or was it badly spent? Or did you not spend all the money that you should have? I and, mean, you know, what, what gives? Somebody must have said something, and they said, oh, it can't be more than 200,000 signatures. And they rejected close to 200,000 signatures. Well, you, you can't. And a lot of them, because of what I just described, I, they're not registered voters. I know, LA but th that, that's, that's an incompetent act if that's what they did. If they say, yeah. oh, they can't throw out 200, of course they can't. They could throw out 400 if there are 400,000 signatures that are, are incorrect. So you're supposed to pre-count them. That's, that's your job. In fact, they had two categories. And the one I described really was considered out of county, 5,374. But what I'm not clear on, if they say 88,000 plus were not registered voters, did, did they see somebody signing Mendocino or prior Oklahoma? And just which category would they put that in? Would they put that in out of county or would they just put that in not registered? I don't know which, but yeah, together well, that was over 100,000 signatures, so close to it. Yeah, and the duplicates too. See, all this was easily checkable. This isn't a complicated operation. And I know after, when, when, whenever anybody screws up, a company screws up, or a bureaucratic agency, what what and this is a playbook and the, they I mean this is probably they teach this in uh, crisis management school. First thing you do, confuse the public by saying, "Well, this was incredibly complicated. We had a very tight deadline, and uh, you know it was a Herculean task. And it's actually amazing that we got as far as we did." Yeah, yeah, yeah. B.S. I mean, if that's going to be the response, that's nonsense. You said you were going to do it. You got a lot of money. You got a lot of people volunteering. You have to do it. There's no room for error here. You're, Did they really get to a point where they kind of knew they only had 500,000 valid signatures, well, but what the hell? We did all this work. Put them in there. Maybe we'll get lucky. Well, that's what I, that's what I suspect. Is, is, and if they didn't have enough and they knew they didn't have enough, then how come there should have been a lot of warning, right? Because you could just you could do math. What did they have? 160 days? I forget what the parameter yes, was. It was 160. All right, days. so 160 days into 566,000 valid yes. signatures. Do the math. All right, how many do you need each day, each week? When did they start falling behind? Or were they ahead of schedule and then suddenly there was a divot and uh, they weren't getting the returns anymore? There must have been a day where they realized, you know, we, we, we got a decent chance of missing this. And why did they get to that point? And when they got to that point where they realized they were going to miss, why didn't they pull an emergency? Yeah. I, I, I can't accept that they didn't know they were going to miss until the last minute because that's something you ought to see coming. You know, halfway through, you should be, you have halfway the signatures. And they should have vetted every one. Twice over. Yeah. And 
there was another part of the story that said during the last couple of weeks when they wanted that huge cushion, they got inundated with petitions and signatures to the point where they were, they were so overwhelmed because they had that July 6th deadline mm. that there probably wasn't a lot of checking done. And that last flood could have been mostly garbage. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Too. But at that point, it means they didn't have enough. Because remember, they made a big deal when they hit the 566,000. We now have uh, the, the number of yeah, signatures the, the, required. The actual number needed, right. But right. in reality, they might have had only 350,000 or 400,000. That's we why they wanted know. their cushion. Why did they make such a big deal about it when clearly they were nowhere near 566,000? You know, there, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with the public relations. That attorney that they uh, gave us a couple of weeks before trying to do misdirection. Oh, well, it's because, you know, uh, Dean uh, Logan yeah, that was signature has, matching. That was, a, that was, that was turned this, out to be a red herring. Right? Yeah. Well, why, why did they do that? Why did they why did they waste our time with they, a guest? They rejected very few signatures for signature matching. That right. was one of the smaller categories. Right. So why did they waste our time? If they had vetted, they should have known, and maybe they did know, that signature matching wasn't a major problem. I mean, I, and and don't. It, this is what I'm saying. And then and then you try to use us, like I'm not. This not. I'm not Fox News here. Okay, I'm not Sean Hannity. I don't do that crap. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, act like the the super spokeshole for the political party or the political organization that needs some public spin. In fact, I really resent when somebody expects that and tries that. Oh, we were certainly rooting hard for this, but oh, you're yeah. right. We would ask that question every time they came on. Well, how's the vetting process going? And we were told almost every time, oh, great, great. We're finding uh, quite a few uh, you know, valid signatures. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear one. I didn't hear one pessimistic vetting report. answer, right? Right. Or any other answer. Uh, mostly well, yeah. when they came on, it was rah-rah. You don't want to depress people into not signing because you got all bad news. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, if you're short, you're short. And then you got to say, hey, we're short. This is an emergency. Maybe you get the response you need. But you should know well in advance you're going to be short so it doesn't turn into an emergency. You're just counting here. All right. Uh, Tim Leinberger will be our guest at 3.05. So stand by for that. That ought to be interesting. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, coming up after 2.30, it's a kind of a big day for Governor Dippity Doo. There's one particular bill. Is he going to sign it? Is he going to veto it? Or is he going to do nothing? Which means it takes effect anyway. We'll talk about what that is because this guy has his eyes on 2024 and, and running for president. That affects everything he does now. And he's I, bored with being governor. He's an easy re-election coming up in November, so he's got to look to the future. And I, I don't know if you noticed in the, one of the stories about him signing or not signing this bill, but there there will be a new name for Governor Newsom. Yeah, I did. See should that. this go go into law? And I uh, from I, one of the annoying political analysts. I know, but people. I, I laughed out loud and I thought, hey, that's I a, like it. I'll pick up on that. I, I think, think that'll Ron be... DeSantis will in Florida, and yeah. a few other of the Republican governors that Newsom likes to attack. I, I because, think that'll uh, be his uh, new name on the John and Ken show for the rest of the year. <laughs> If he signs the bill or if, well, if, he, if it, it becomes become law. law, you know, this, so the, the real chicken way is to fold his arms and do nothing. And it becomes law because oh, I didn't sign it. Yeah, well, you, you didn't did. veto it either. <laughs> no, I see. I did that. That's that's for silly people. If he doesn't sign it and it becomes law, then he signed it. Of course. So that's all that matters. Is but it politicians law or not like law? to make that distinction, which is ludicrus. But uh, that's how they uh, doesn't fly here. That's how they parse the words, as you always like to say. Yeah, well, take that to one of those sycophants. Uh, there are a. 
<laughs> an amazing number of entertaining stories today in the El Segundo Times. One that got my attention early this morning, and I had to do a double take, and then I realized the person that wrote it was a visiting journalist from India. Parth, that's the first name. What do you do with this, John? He's got a first name, but then he's got initials. Parth M dot N dot. That's, I'll call him Parth. You, usually you, you pick on people that have initials for first names. <laughs> I don't know why you need a double initial. And by the way, there aren't that many Parths, so you don't have to differentiate yourself from all the other Parths that write for the LA Times. Apparently he came here from India and he, is, uh, he was some sort of a visiting journalist. He got what, a fellowship, I think, with the El Segundo Times. A fellowship. Yes. He arrived in L.A. in May for a journalism fellowship with the Los Angeles Times. So the story that he has written, this is the only one I've seen. Maybe he wrote other stories because apparently his fellowship's over and he's heading back to Mumbai, India. But it was his aggravation over not having a car and figuring out how to take care of the things in life he needed to do. And the story that sent him over the edge, and I'm not kidding, <laughs> The story that's the, the incident that set him over the edge and really, I guess, inspired him to write this column for the El Segundo Times is when he and his roommate had a long day. They were starving. They had just come from the grocery store and they saw a Del Taco ahead. Well, they walked over, but the doors were locked. Ha ha. However, the drive through window was open. Can you guess what happened next? They tried to walk up and order food. And they were told no can do. Just set him, <laughs> set him off. He, he, he wanted to know why. Well, you don't have a car. This is a drive-through. So then he makes a joke about maybe we can use a shopping cart and pretend it's a car. And then he asked, I guess, questions about why this was so. And apparently, it's, there's a security reason for it. There's a lot of restaurants that do. They close the dine-in. Well, they yeah, because the drive-through can go like twenty-four hours. Then but you'd you have, do have to have a car. Yeah, then you'd have people walking up all day and night, and it wouldn't be a drive-through anymore. It would be a walk-up line. If homeless people banging on the window. Exactly. Give me a hamburger. Right. See, that, that's right. It would become a food bank line. So maybe Parth has got to think this through here. I mean, if he's been uh, spending uh, some months here covering uh, Los Angeles, did he not absorb that street culture is really dangerous and, and insane and that there's drug addicts and mental patients everywhere? If they knew they could uh, intimidate people into handing them free food at the, uh, at the drive through window, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, he thinks the incident implies that Los Angeles looks at people without cars as second-class citizens. He oh, went that far. Jesus. We, we, we have to import that? From, uh, we, we have plenty of idiot L.A. Times journalists who think that anyway. Exactly. What, I mean, what, this fit in with their idea that we hate cars, so this is a good uh, column to write. I thought he was going to— struggle without having a car in a car-prejudiced city. I th exactly. I, I thought he was going to bring a new perspective. Yeah, he he's, did not. He's no. got the same perspective as all those other... Oh, the next part of the story is about public transportation. He tried that. And he found it too slow and not reliable. Yeah, no Believe kidding. it or not, this story was him booking a COVID-19 booster shot at a Walgreens. <laughs> oh, God. He is total wiener. <laughs> That's right. That's also good to push wow. on people. I mean, you talk about a boring, mundane... Uh, Aaron to go on, to go to the Walgreens and get your shot. Wow.
You're going to do a column on that? What, because he didn't have public transportation to the Walgreens? Well, he did, but it it was, well, here's what happened. He could have walked a half an hour, which really was the common sense thing to do. Half an hour is not that far to walk. I, I, it was too expensive. The cab seemed like too much money. The and then, you know, yeah, he said the cab fare was $14 <laughs> for five minutes. All right. Well, now you understand why we all have cars. Because the the public transit stinks and everything's spread out. So you need a car to get around. Uh, walking is sometimes too great a distance, too time consuming. You laid the case out. There's no reason to question why we drive. You just explained it. You had taken a cab? Yeah, that gets expensive. Uber is now very expensive. So in the long run, the cheapest thing to do is to have a car. So this guy, Parth, should have rented a car. That should have been part of his deal with the L.A. Times. The fellowship should have come with a salary and, and a rental car. Get an agent. Ask for more next time. Uh, apparently, uh, he eventually gets there, but he had to, uh, well, he had to walk 25 minutes just to get to the bus stop. Oh, so that, I, I guess he wasn't. And then the bus didn't arrive for 15 minutes, I'm, but I'm he didn't end up taking the bus. He wasn't covering breaking news, this guy? No, I think <laughs> what they wanted him to do, because he constantly compares these kinds of things, especially on the money end, to Mumbai, where well, for the cost of a cab ride here... Uh, he could have had the cab ride and even a nice dinner and even paid the cab driver a tip. Well, so what? I know. It's not Every, relevant to people. Yeah, you know, all the land here is worth a lot more. There's it's, a lot of people that want to live here. Exactly all, right. All, all the rents here are much higher. Yeah. So the restaurants... There's not a lot of people migrating to Mumbai from all over the world. Just, just, I'm sure there isn't. Just taking a guess there, a Boy, wild this guy, guess. This guy was clueless. What was he? Of course he went to the L.A. Times. Of course they gave him a fellowship because he's completely clueless. Then he had to walk home with his groceries. Oh, this part's even better. But back to his apartment, but it was hot and unshaded. No one apparently bothers to plant trees for pedestrians. (laughs) No, nobody does. (laughs) Then he gets on a bus to go to Redondo Beach. And he runs into a crazy woman on the bus, and that's another story. (laughs) A woman that doesn't believe in vaccines and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Which is another reason people don't take mass transit, because it's mostly crazy people. Exactly right. Again, that's why we have cars. (laughs) So we won't get stabbed in the neck with a needle from a drug addict. (laughs) Well, this guy's rich. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A man got on the bus and sat next to the door. He stared at us, and then he eventually said, are you two Muslims? They got that angle in there, too. That's why they love this story, because it hit on all corners. In all corners. The car culture of L.A., the prejudice of L.A., the expense of L.A. just went on and on here. Except He hit on all shots here with his story. I know, but he has no connection to the normal world and normal people. We we know it's expensive. Uh, That's why you have to come here and you got to make money. You don't want to make money. You got to move somewhere else. That's the way he it said is. He was told you have to have a car in L.A., but you know he just shrugged it off and she, thought, you know, I'll figure it out. Well, and this guy and he compared it to Europe, where you know this guy. Well, it's not Europe. I, I love these people. Well, you know, in Europe, well, you know, in Mumbai, we're not in Europe, buddy. We're not in Mumbai. We are in Los Angeles. So you need a car. It's the way it is. I mean, you could complain all you want, but you come back here in twenty years, everyone's going to have a car. You can come back in fifty years, everyone's going to have a car. It will always be that way. All right. When we come back, well, yeah, John likes the new nickname for Governor Gavin Newsom that was picked up by uh, one of these analysts that they always talk to, political analysts, and a story about whether or not 
Newsom is going to sign a bill because today's the deadline, or he's going to just let it take law without a signature, or he's going to veto it. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken, KFI. All right, don't forget, coming up after 3 o'clock, we're going to be talking to, uh, well, I guess the word would be former spokeshole for the uh, recall George Gascon campaign because it doesn't exist right now anymore. Uh, Tim Leinberger is in our show many times, and he's responding to a couple of stories, particularly one that came out at redstate.com by a reporter named Jennifer Van Lahr who said that she had whistleblowers and got an inside look at petitions that were rejected by the L.A. County Registrar of Voters Office, Dean Logan. And, of course, a big number of petition signatures were rejected because they were not registered voters. That was over 88,000 of the 200,000 rejected signatures. And uh, here's a response to her story. And we will talk to him coming up after 3 o'clock because a lot of the blame is being laid on the recall. It's not a Dean Logan problem. It's that they submitted a lot of signatures that either they did or did not know were no good. So we'll talk about that in about 30 minutes. The New York Times did a story on Governor Dippity-Doo. John may want to replace Dippity-Doo with another name. Mm. But you know you hit the jackpot. You know how I love names in stories. And there was a woman in this story he was interviewed whose name, I kid you not, is Soma Snake Oil. That's got to be her stage name. With the nonprofit Sidewalk Project. She walks around and passes out clean needles and other supplies okay. to homeless well, drug addicts. She sounds like a wacky street person. Uh, maybe. She's got tattoos. She's a yeah. young woman. I can see her in the yeah. back here in the picture. There is no snake oil family lineage. But why would like, you use that name? Because it's... Because she think cause corresponds to something uh, negative in her the old snake oil salesman. Because in her scrambled uh, street person brain, she thinks it's funny. No, oh, no, oh. it's a persona. Would you, would you take anything from somebody named Snake Oil? I wouldn't. Well, what she's selling, she this this story makes it sound like she, uh, she's like uh, one of those. Um, uh, one of those guys who walks around Dodger Stadium selling peanuts and beer. You know how they call a out? vendor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, vendor. Peanuts, beer, soda, like that. That's right. Except She's got water, Narcan, needles. She, yeah, she yells out, needles, pipes, clothes, pipes. 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 Narcan, pipes. to help you if you OD. Uh, yeah, that reverses uh, the overdose. Um, I, I, I found this story so disgusting and so offensive. I, I can't believe I can't believe any of this exists. There's actually a, legis, a, a new bill that was sent to Newsom that would uh, allow supervised drug injection sites, and uh, he doesn't know whether to sign it or not because all the progressives and you know he likes to be Mr. Chief Progressive want him to sign it, and and so people, you know, all the drug addicts in the world will now get free government injections. It's going to allow it in three cities in the state, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Oakland. And they did try something like this in San Francisco, but it didn't go too well. I think they shut one down because oh nobody God. went into treatment. Oh, my God. It really became a drug bazaar. They ended up with—it was in the Tenderloin District. They ended up with thousands of people showing up for their free heroin shot. Well, well they don't give you the drugs, but they give you the needles. Well, yeah, but— you have to bring your own drugs, which you buy on the street. Yeah, for, for, for cheap, for pennies. They give you the supplies. They give you the clean needle to make sure you're not using a dirty yeah, needle. Yeah, but it's a free needle. Or something. It's a free needle. Right, right. Well, I just want to be clear. They're not giving out the drugs. They don't have to. They're cheap. But my point is, is, is it, it'll draw thousands of hardcore, degraded drug addicts 
into one neighborhood. They're going to pick one in Los Angeles. Who knows? Maybe they'll pick 10 in Los Angeles. God, maybe they'll have one in Pacific Palisades. Maybe they'll put it on uh, Will Rogers' uh, State Beach parking lot where Bonin wanted to open up his, uh, his homeless village. It would make sense to use Skid Row since that's where most of the addicts are. Oh, we saw that up close and personal. We should have equity, though, don't you think? I well, think but we you'll should get more customers is all I'm thinking. We should have you'll these. You'll allegedly save more lives. You know. If you put it someplace where there's and, a lot of addicts. Enough with this. We're going to save lives. Enough well, that's with, what they think. They, they, they want to stand by and uh, revive somebody that ODs. All their policies over the last decades, we've been told it will save lives, right? Every homeless dollar we spend, billions of them now, billions, were supposed to save lives. They didn't. The death toll skyrockets. Homeless people dying. Opioid uh, deaths are, are through the roof. No. So everything that they've said saves lives didn't save lives. Uh, so, but there's the I, cross current. You just stepped right into it. A lot of the deaths are people that OD on the sidewalks. They believe if they come to these shoot-up centers, we can save them from dying from an overdose. That's their logic here. That's ridiculous. Instead what, of dying what, on the street alone no, with they, a dirty needle, they'll no. come here and, and maybe there's a chance we'll get them into treatment. Which, no, there's no chance. These people have been been uh, taking drugs for years, decades. There's no chance. It just makes it easier. That's all they do is make it easier to be a drug addict. You don't even have to work for it anymore. So the reason we're watching this story is today is the day. If Newsom doesn't sign this bill, it takes effect. If he vetoes this bill, well, that's one message. And if he signs the bill, that's another and the reason it made the New York Times is because they're watching Newsom and they're looking at 2024. Everyone now believes that if Biden does not run, Newsom is one of the big contenders. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm so absolutely he's positioning certain. himself all the time on Twitter and other social media to act like that. So they want to know. And of course, they keep bringing up he was mayor of San Francisco. We signed the same sex marriage bill that made him a hero to the progressives. What but, will he do on this drug injection site, Bill? But I don't get it. He's only going to be president of the progressives. Exactly. Progressives yeah. are, 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 are like 10% of the country. They're just heavily uh, distributed, you know, in San in Francisco, the yeah. in the big city. But you, again, I always joke about this. You get, you know, 10 miles outside of Los Angeles, 10 miles outside of Oakland, you're not going to find many progressives. You could drive what is, all the way to the, the Atlantic coast and not run into another progressive commune. But he's been pandering to them with his climate change stuff and picking on the governor of Florida over the don't say gay bill. And, These are the topics that the progressives care about. Most of the regular people I, I, yeah. don't. So well, then that's kind of what he does. I know, but that's why his idea of running for president is, is preposterous. Well, and, and Jessica Levinson, uh, who's a political analyst, said... If he signs this, the ads write themselves. He becomes Governor Heroin. And that's, that's what he should... You like that, yeah. Oh, well, because it's true. You're basically going to be legalizing heroin. You, you have the... I mean, they don't enforce that anymore at all, not since Prop 47. Now you're going to give uh, them the tools to inject the heroin? I, I mean, you, you now you're going to... You're going you're gonna to have thousands more attracted to these injection sites. There's, that, that, that is so gross and disgusting and uncivilized, and, and it's just going to kill all these people. These people are going are gonna to die. Isn't they, they, the dopey playbook, though, going back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, 
and I'm just reading you from the dopey playbook, that when you run for president of the primaries, if you're a Republican, you go way conservative. If you're a Democrat, you go way progressive. And then if you get the nomination, you try to move to the middle. That's usually what they say you do. This is Because in the primaries, it's yep. only those far-out groups that vote. But <laughs> A lot of people pass on primary voting. I can't. Uh, so who was the way out left winger who won the presidency in our well, lifetimes? I know Biden was in trouble at the beginning, but uh, he pulled it together. I, I mean, and he's not way out. I mean, I mean, it was Bernie Sanders for a while. He was hot. Yeah, but he didn't get there because he turned off uh, more than half of the people in his party. Right. So I, 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 I think that you might lean a certain way. But this, I mean, heroin Heroin dens, public drug bazaars in the middle of cities. Again, yeah, it's the, the same way they treat the homeless problem, they enable. When you bring in all the supplies to homeless people because you're just trying to be nice and you're going to counsel them and they're not going to move because you're bringing them stuff. Same thing. And now if you're providing them a place to go shoot up their drugs, you're just enabling the problem. You're not making anybody responsible for their behavior and to change their lives. You're just saying, OK, uh, we'll live with it. We just want to make sure you don't die. If you run a commercial, 60-second ad, 20 minutes of homeless people, get the meth addicts, you know, acting, acting insane on the streets, right? Uh, 20 seconds of homeless people, uh, 20 seconds of uh, people injecting heroin on city streets, 20 seconds of crime, let's say those uh, smash-and-grab robberies or those uh, riots, the George Floyd riots. Yeah. Put together a minute of Gavin Newsom's California. <laughs> Tell me what state a majority of voters, even a majority of Democrats, are going to be impressed with that. Uh, okay, and just to make this clarification, where we started this talk, Soma Snake Oil is an activist, an artist, and a sex worker. So now you have her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. A sex worker. In other words, a prostitute. So the New York Times uses a prostitute as one of their main sources to explain why drug addicts should uh, get free needles from the right, government. She was walking around with yeah. the free stuff. Okay. C can you get any more decadent? Is that is that is this whole thing rock bottom or is it could we could we go uh, farther down? All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, the former spokesman for the Recall Gascon campaign, Tim Leinberger, will join us at 305 to respond to the couple of stories, but the big one was in a uh, at a website called redstate.com. It's a conservative website. A reporter, Jennifer Van Lahr, brought up many problems with the recall campaign and the signatures submitted to the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. <clears throat> we'll get into that right after the news. Uh, making news this hour and not really surprising, Trump has sued over the FBI raid slash search of Mar-a-Lago. He sued. Do you think Trump sues a lot? I don't. You know, that's oh, a character. Uh, uh, you know, I think he's had like hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits he's been involved sure. in. He's been sued and he's sued many people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a whole separate industry, like a distinct industry. The lawyers who work managing Trump lawsuits. <laughs> it's, a, it's probably <laughs> several I, firms that, full. That's probably like a Fortune 500 company all by itself. How many times has he been deposed in his, uh, in his lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> Either uh, for or against whatever he's suing. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. a process. We bring the, well, we're just talking about the possibility that Gavin Newsom's going to sign the bill that's going to allow these injection sites in Los Angeles for drug users. Speaking of the drug problem, uh, Deborah Mark. I don't take drugs. We're going to, well, we're now going to tap into one of your biggest, biggest, 
biggest fears. And as soon as you, we're going to talk about Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, though, was a dog. And a woman in Santa Monica took that dog out for a walk. And you know what that dog did? What? He gobbled up an oxycodone pill. Oh, God. And now he's blinded. Oh, see? My dog. You say that. You say you're afraid when you're out there with your dog. I am because my dog ate an edible and got very sick. Oh, See, these right. things happen. My new yeah. dog just of Yeah, I don't but know. you shouldn't have fed it to him. No, I didn't. My dog <laughs> got it on the walk. Did you ever prove that or you just suspected that? I suspected that because okay. mine are put away where the dog can't reach them. No, but I mean you're certain that the dog ingested somebody else's edible. Yes. Well, the, the emergency vet said your dog is stoned. Oh, and okay. it happened right after I took the dog on a walk. It's because your dog lives with you. He needs. She needs to be stoned. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Your uh, chance was breathing heavily and eventually collapsed. Oh. This what? was at that lovely Santa Monica Palisades Park, John, that you oh, know well. I walk there all the time. Every week I walk there. Oh, you better there. not grab an oxycodone. There's, uh, there's, there's dogs going blind? Oh. That's what happened to this, to Chance the Rapper, the dog. Well, who's hanging out there at night? Um, In Palisades Park, there's all sorts of drug people. They drop their pills. I don't know. Uh, She says the vet told her that incidents like this are more common than people think, but they typically happen when a dog gets into a prescription cabinet, not just randomly a pill on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah, well, eventually they get addicted and they st- get a pair of pliers and they, they start prying, prying open the cabinets. Now, oh, uh, this is terrible. was the only foreign substance found in the dog's system. And the woman says no one in her family takes the drug, so it has to have come from the walk. I can't believe I'm walking on a path where a dog got blinded from, uh, from an The Good news light. is there's some activity in his retina, so he may not be fully blind. Oh, he may be good. able to come back and... See again. It's a cute little. I don't know. You see the picture. What is it? Is that not? It's not a Lhasa Apso or a one of these little shaggy things. Snowball dogs. Um, <laughs> if I'd give a message to people, it's to know your surroundings, know where to go. Because I had nice. gone to the animal hospital and and I didn't drive home. If I did that, he would have died. Well, what do you What are you going to do when you let drug addicts? Lie around you have to parks. put a muzzle on your dog, which I don't want to do, but that's one of the things that people say to do. If you have a dog yeah. like mine and this dog who how eats about, everything. How about chase the drug addicts out of the parks? Well, yeah, that's Can we a do that? Idea. Uh, well, yeah, the oxycodone thing yeah, is really may, out of control. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, the idiots who run Santa Monica, the mayor and the city council, you could uh, have patrols there. Because, I mean, I, we walk through there. We see homeless people sleeping in there all the time. They spread out in their disgusting, dirty clothes on on the benches and, you know, under trees. And it's like, yeah, get them out I, of I here. I would say if you're going to take your dog for a walk, you have to avoid any place where there are people that camp there. That would be a really bad choice because there could be many. As well, John said, yeah. get E. coli, too. There could be E. coli. I mean, there's needles. Because the, the, the people who run the Santa Monica government don't care, just like the people in L.A. L.A. County government, L.A. city government. None of them care. They don't care if your dog be, dies. They don't care if your kid dies. Used to be they needed to do a park cleanup to clean up the trash. Now you got to clean up the oxycodone pills. No. You it, see that story that came out a couple weeks ago? A couple of judges now are really going after these pharmacies because they're they're just well, handing out prescriptions without boy. really... A lot of them are very suspicious and they're just handing out pills. Is yeah. that most underplayed story in, in, in the whole country? I mean, you had... Thousands of doctors knowingly write bogus prescriptions 
and they were handing out millions of pills at Walgreens and all these other chains. And that has a lot to do with all the homeless drug addicts you see in the street. And it's been going on for years, and there was a lot of money to be made, and they made it. And they ran off with billions of dollars. I, I think some of the most evil people in the world are drug company executives. And these pharmacists and these doctors, all these people with these advanced degrees, the people that we admire in life, right? Everybody admires doctors and the pharmacists. Oh, they do such good work. They save lives. No, they're killing people. And the drug executives, boy, they ought to, they ought to hang them all. A lot of money to be made. All right, when we come back. Our guest will be Tim Leinberger. He was with the Recall George Gascon campaign. He was one of their uh, media spokespeople. He'll come on to, to, to refute this article in Red State that we talked about on Friday with the problems with the signatures. Coming up. John and Ken Show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.